Okay. Hello, and welcome to the Agent Pro Podcast, where as a business coach and real estate broker, I'm focused on helping agents stay ahead of the game in this ever-changing industry. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined with my co-host, Cameron Gray, talented content creator, as we dive into a topic that's near and dear to my heart, turning your social media content into actual sales. So if you're a real estate agent looking to make the most of your online present, you are in for a treat today. Cameron and I are ready to share our expertise and help you boost your online brand and generate more leads through your social media content. So grab a cup of coffee, get ready to take some notes because this is going to be a valuable episode. What do you think, Cameron? I wrote an, an intro for today's episode. I like that, but I'm more of a tea guy myself. I got my, uh, my dinosaur mug today. I like that. That's cool. Uh, so this topic is really important because I think a lot of time, uh, probably one of the biggest questions you get, and I, I get it, I, you saw it on my Facebook the other day, someone was like, yeah, but do, do you make money doing this? And I'm like, <laughs> I kind of, you and I giggle in the background. I'm like, uh, yeah, this isn't just yeah. fun. <laughs> um, but I think that's where the bit, big disconnect is. As I've been standing in front of audiences for over a decade, like I used to be teaching how to make a Facebook community page or how to post a market stats update. And now we're talking about short form content and podcasts. Um, but let's just talk before we get into the deep dive around turning it into money. Really, the, the primary form of content that we're talking about and teaching right now is the short form vertical content. So give us a little debrief. You're the expert. You're the one uh, that's a, a market leader in producing this stuff for real estate agents. So what's going on? Why is short form content the place to be right now if you want to actually be seen on social media? So. I, I think that short form content is it's a bit of a trend right now. Like I think that it will probably die down over the next two years just because like everything it'll die. Like TikTok was really big during COVID. It was a place for everybody to go to as a community. And I think it kind of engaged people with short form content and realized the different types of content you can create through it. And it opened up the eyes of like content creators to creating new businesses for that. And I think when business owners realize like, how cheap it really was to create content in such a high quality format like a lot of people push to it so i think like there's just more content than ever online because there's so many people making money through it there's so much money being poured into it through influencer marketing campaigns and, and programs with big businesses so it's just like it's the systems giving into it because it's a, it's the it's the most addictive social media platform so if you can get a user hooked on on one reel, they're probably going to fall down and watch 20 of them and not realize why they were even on their phone. So like, I think the reason that everybody's on short form content is just because of how addictive it is. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. And just how easy it is to create in so many different formats. That makes I sense. totally agree with you on, on both of those. Let me get my own spin on, on those two same things, like the ease of use like you've been in the content game a long time. And now I know you, you're a professional, so you still make it complicated, but I've always tried to be guerrilla shooter until I started working with you. I've been doing it all myself. Right. And so way back 10 years ago, it was way harder for yeah. anyone who wasn't techie to make a video. I used to, I had to have a point of shoot camera, a memory card, upload it to uh, YouTube, maybe convert it somehow, add subtitles add like, it was a lot more work to get a lot fewer views. And then, with the platforms, what we're really talking about is wherever the attention is, that's where you need to be posting, right? So as the, the consumer product has changed, 
and where people are watching and spending their time swiping, that's where you need to go and put your videos. So if nobody's looking at your selfie post anymore, uh, that's only getting pushed out to 50 or 100 of your friends. But You'd be you surprised. Instagram. Instagram just changed it. The algorithm's okay. pushing photos in 2023. You can go back well, to that. Well, stay tuned. Yeah, like <laughs> you got to keep playing around. But definitely these uh, the, the platforms have been yelling at us to create short vertical content. And they've been giving us the tools right in the app, right? That you can just hold record. Of course, you can go more pro and send it off to an editing suite, but you can literally just hold your camera out, make this stuff, add music, add titles. They put all the editing tools right in these free apps too, which well, is if, crazy. If I edited with Instagram's built-in editing feature, I can literally get my video to look the way that I edit them without the font. The, I could probably get, I could probably achieve that font look through using the gifts. So like, it's very crazy with how, if you're creative and, and, and then like you can do things like taping stuff together, you can make any, anything happen within those, those editors. So like it's made it easier for real creatives to create content and it's made it even easier for people who aren't creative to create content. I find as well. Yeah. It's open look, the at, look at someone to... like you. Cause how much content do you for create sure. now? Cause it's so easy. Well, you can do stuff all the time and all the remixes and the templates and like, so we're, you know, the more you get into it, it can feel really daunting from the outside, but then you realize if you've got this library of photos and videos and clips that you're just taking all day, or sometimes I'll take a group of realtors to a house and show everybody how we can all with, you know, five or six, three second shots of your favorite features of the house, everyone in the room can have a whole different video created in like in five minutes and post it. Um, they're always in a hot moments. Yeah. So I think there, there does have to be a mindset of, I want to do this because you do have to remember to pull the camera out. So let me pivot to our next topic, which was uh, the next complaint or the next thing I hear is either time or money. These are the two big ones, right? Uh, who's got time to do all this, or I don't have the budget. I can't hire, you know, a, a videographer to follow me around all day. Like what are your thoughts on the time and money needed to basically invest in yourself to, to put out, you know, content. Um, I think like when people say that it's a lot, it's a, it's a big excuse. Um, most of the time, like I started this when I was like, I got, I blew up when I was 12, but I started creating content in 2008, 2009. So I would have been 10, 11 years old. So I started creating YouTube content just because like, I wanted to be like the famous people. I wanted the attention. I, I, I was all about the attention. So as a younger person, like it was more so becoming that influencer. Everybody wanted to be a TV star. I looked at an influencer as a TV star. So like if you have that, I know, like if you have that just like interest in building trust and building a community, you're going to power through um, the cost of it and the time that it takes to learn stuff like i invested well over five figures into camera gear and just like tech gear like before the age of 20 just to have fun with it so i think like i think money and time is an excuse like i think if money is a problem go to youtube there's um there's a wealth of knowledge on there on tutorials like just make sure that they go to chat GPT and say, write me a course outline of what I need to learn this and then go to YouTube and then look up those search titles, uh, be a little more focused with it um, and, and have a goal. 
when it comes to investing your time because like you have more than enough time like it doesn't cost anything to go watch youtube videos and then if you're a real estate agent or if you're a business owner go barter with somebody everybody is super lazy nowadays they don't realize they can barter for things they just want to give away their money in exchange for something you could go teach somebody who's young there's many 14 15 16 17 year olds who know how to use a camera better than i do exchange your value for their time and have them create your content like it's, it's an excuse when people say they don't have time or money to create content like it's never been easier especially with an iphone everybody's got an iphone now and it shoots 4k yeah. i was gonna F1. say you already 8, have a thousand dollar camera in your pocket right that you're you've paid for to make phone calls which is <laughs> you know you should be doing that also as a real estate agent the other thing i i see from being inside the business is how much money is wasted on stuff that doesn't work in 2023, or maybe it's working less, maybe you're still getting results, but the average, we'll call it like a mail out, you know, if you're putting a stamp on it, you're, you're somewhere between $1.50 to $2 per address. A flyer is going to be like 10 to 20 cents per address, but you still have to get it delivered somehow. Um, and we're talking about making a piece of viral video content that could be seen by hundreds of people on the most popular apps. Um, and so the, the money side, I, I always call bullshit on. I think it's just about budget appropriation because you can do it for free, but the same people that can afford to buy a billboard or to hold a giant networking event, or you're probably paying more money for your, that suit you're wearing than you would to, you know, get thousands of views going on a video. Now the time one, that, that can be real because you do have to have an enthusiasm for things, I think, to send, spend time on them. So I think you got to get yourself over the time one and realize this is a useful way to spend your time. It might be the most useful. Um, as I was the, about to say. Like, yeah. It's as a the really good use of energy. Right? Yeah. Especially since we're supposed to be marketers. As a salesperson, you are, are also a marketer. So you anything you learn about how to market yourself is also going to translate to marketing your product or getting people to come to your open house or getting people to come to your next client networking event. So this stuff is not just about ego and me, me, me. It's about the skill of marketing in 2023 and beyond. Um, okay, next topic. Uh, and I'm actually going like, to let's let's do a kind of just a brief high level. You know, our audience here, we're trying to help real estate agents turn content into sales. And it's overwhelming, right, Cameron? If I go on my feed right now, it's mostly real estate agents and they're making mm -hmm. all kinds of different stuff. What should, if I got to start somewhere, what type of content do you recommend the average real estate starts putting out? So as a realtor, are you trying to build a brand or are you trying to build content for your team? Like, is it a person? Let's or say, is it, yeah, let's say an individual real estate agent who's trying to, connect with their potential audience of homeowners, home buyers, home sellers, and have someone eventually raise their hand and DM them. Um, where do we start? So I think like the first realization you're going to have to make is it's going to take time. And if you position yourself that so that you're still creating content 10 years from now, the likelihood of you being unsuccessful is very, very low. Um, like I wouldn't say I'm very... I was very, very successful with content creation. I just never stopped creating content. So what I mean by this is start your first six months just by creating as much content as you possibly can without burning out. It doesn't matter what the content is about as long as it is valuable to other people. If other people have interest in what it is you're creating content about, 
there is value creating it. Do not just create content about yourself. So if there's different communities you're in, different niches, create content about that. For example, I know a lot of realtors are into fitness. There is so much value filming yourself, doing your workouts, putting together a piece of content, explaining your workout, the way you eat your food, the way you wake up in the morning, the way your routine works. People have interest in that mindset. People have interest in you. And it's a way for people to right away see a version of you and fall in love. And even if they might be overseas, your idea, your goal is just to build an audience. So right away, I would say jot four to five things down that you are really passionate about that you enjoy and now start creating content about this. And the reason why we're creating so many different types of content is because we don't know what the community will find interest in you for. So the thing about you is you might be pulling a thousand, 2000 views when it comes to talking head, talking about AI, but you also might teach a course to your, to your city about real estate, for example. And if you were to film that, that might get 10,000 views. And you wouldn't have known that if you didn't film that. So film everything that you and you do in a day consistently, because that might be what makes you viral and post it online. And if you aren't creative and you don't understand social media and you don't enjoy creating social media content, find a short form video editor, go to Fiverr, go to Upwork and hire a virtual assistant. Last case scenario, go to like um, indeed and hire somebody and pay them a full-time salary to do this. But you can even go to editor pro and just have people edit your content who know how to edit social media content. There's a difference between editing video and editing social media videos. So give them all of your content, just dump everything you record into a content drive and get them to repurpose 30 videos a month, 30 to 50 videos, and just start dripping them out. And don't look at the views. Don't look at how many likes are coming in. Don't look at the comments. Just post them and post them and post them. This is something that like, I even have trouble doing, but you helped me realize that doing this and through doing this, your engagement will go up um, because I was getting like six, 700 views on some videos when I was so used to getting three to four, 5,000 views a video. But looking over the course of a month or two or three months, you'll, you'll realize the growth of your engagement and your views because the algorithm's trusting you more because you're posting more and it's optimizing itself. So over the course of a six month period, you'll have such a big library of content and so many different types of content formats. Once you start going through a Google Sheets and organizing all of your different content types, you'll realize what gets views, what people like saving, what people like sharing, and just focus on those things and really refine it. But don't focus on things if you didn't enjoy creating content about those things because you're going to burn out. I burned out when it came to creating content about creating content for realtors because I didn't have interest in that. I wanted to be creating content about me. So you have to position yourself in a way where you're creating content about things you enjoy creating content about. I know a lot of realtors who hate real estate. So they shouldn't be creating content about real estate. They should be creating content about their life. And they do that and they do a very good job of building an audience. And I know one of the biggest influencers who doesn't really create real estate industry focused content, but is killing the game with it. So what you need to do is just create as much content types as possible in the first couple of months, figure out what works with your personality type and double down on that and just do it for as long as you can and figure out how to build it as just a layer into your business. Like video is going nowhere. You're going to need to be creating content. And if you're not creating content, find a business partner who will create content for you or hire somebody to create content, hire an influencer to create content for you and figure out what gets views and just double down. That's 
that's a long rant, but that's my what I would do if I had to restart. I was just about to say, I hope someone was listening and rewinds that for five minutes, plays it in half speed and takes some serious notes. Because I feel like you just gave a master class at like at 100 miles an hour. We appreciate you, Cameron. I just um, did a video. I tried to get it done in 90 seconds and it just wasn't doable. I tried to get it for a real. Yeah. Well, that what you just said there could be broken down into a full day seminar, which it might have to be to, to actually you know, slow it down for the average person who's not been making content since they were 12, right? Um, I think one of the coolest things about the real estate business is that for most people, it's a personality business, right? It's a relationship business. So it's about who you know and building up that fan base, that sphere. And when you realize you've been doing that anyways in real life, it's the people you bump into, it's the clubs you join. Okay, so your social media is a new club right? It's a, you're, you're creating a following. So you don't have to talk about real estate all day. I'm going to get to you can, but you don't have to is what you're saying. You can make your content about anything. And if people become your fans or enjoy that, uh, they're going to use you when they need to buy or sell. Another thing that I talk about a lot is that we have to be careful. The majority of our audience in residential real estate is not interested in the, the details of residential real estate between transactions. If I'm happy in my house and I'm not thinking about moving, then the video for three tips on getting my home ready to sell is probably gonna go right over my head, right? Or what this clause means in a buyer's contract. So there's this balance of we can give like education, we, we can you know show that we're really smart as a real estate agent, or we can go more behind the scenes and just show the day in the life of the real estate agent. I'm out showing houses, I'm writing offers, and that's, you know, interesting too, or like you're saying, you can stay completely away from real estate and you can just talk about your love of uh, dogs or hiking or travel, or a, you could make a cooking show if you're into food, right? And all of that, it, it's all about building an audience because we're in a type of business about the more people you know and know you, your sales are going to go up. And so let's let's pivot there. Okay, did you have something to add? I don't want to. I, don't I had something to add. So like, it's just like things like that. Every like you would probably cringe at this. It would be like it's not fair. But I remember in my first like working in house uh, as a videographer behind the scenes, like before a podcast started. So I can't really talk about who it was. They were talking and they were just like gloating about how they had this new agent join their team and she's married to a famous person. And because she's married to a famous person, her network, her database is huge. And they had this listing for like two years and she was able to sell like a $14 million listing in like her first two weeks of being a realtor. So it's not about what you know, it's about who you know when it comes to real estate and who your connections are and how you engage your audience. Because if you didn't engage that audience, it wasn't valuable. But if you know how to engage your audience and you have the right audience, you can make a lot of money really fast. Oh, yeah. So, I think uh, I, if, if you're born into that, just like being born into money, uh, you have an easy start in real estate. If you come into this job with a massive network or a large group of wealthy friends, uh, this career is typically easier for you. If you've got a kind of grind from the bottom. Um, this is, you know, it's just life and everything, right? But again, this content can get you up. Like I always said, you want to go even say, t talk about like regular networking, right? If you want to go up your uh, sales price, go after luxury listings, you're going to go have to hang out and be in that crowd. They're not going to hire someone who's not in their crowd, right? And I think the same thing with content. If you want, it, this is another opportunity. If you want to kind of elevate or change your image, you can do it through the image you project 
every day. That kind of a little bit of a fake it till you make it. You can go be that personality and grow into that world. Do you think so? So, so it's sad to say, but 110%. And I'm living proof of that because like I've done this my whole life. So like I was a super introverted person. I wasn't very extroverted, but in my content, I, prevent, I pretended to be extroverted. And what that forced me to do is when I was on lives and when I was doing Skype calls with people, it forced me to talk to people. So I became an extroverted introvert. And then once I built an audience, I, I, I talked about a specific version of myself and I had to become that version of myself as the YouTuber. And then I always wanted to build a big business, but I thought, why would all of these older people trust me? I'm just a kid. So I pretended to be this influencer and I became gray media and now people do trust me. And it was after three years of just creating content about content, people realized and trusted me. And it's just the perceived value of your self-worth is I, I think really what limits you from growing. Like a lot of people don't see themselves as successful, but they are, they could be way more successful by leveraging social because it's, You've, it's never been an easier time to be able to get in front of anybody online, like a big business owner, just by putting out a video and yeah, totally. using the right tags. And that's like, I, that's funny you shared that little story. Like my start was kind of the same too. Like I was terrified. One-on-one -on -one sales terrified me, but recording into a camera and getting a chance to edit it or throw it out and look at it again and record it and edit it and throw it out and then put the piece out I wanted and hope 30 or 40 people saw it, that was a lot more comfortable than calling up a random stranger live and, and falling on my face. So it was like, video was actually an easier way to build that confidence. Like I was never a public speaker, you know, and now I, I'm comfortable on stage or doing a live podcast like this. And so it is a fun training ground to get that, you know, whatever that nervousness is or that, that shyness is out of you. So do you get the question then, like, how do you do it? How do you talk to the camera? I find it so hard to do. And I'm like, I find it easier to talk to a camera than I do a person. I started by talking to cameras. And then through that, I was forced to talk to people. I would still prefer to talk to a camera if that's all I could do. Um, do you get asked that question? Like, how do you talk to a camera? How do you, how do, you do it so well? I think it's like, like anything, any new environment or new situation, your, your brain's on overlook. Like, like you would think like right now, I'm not even, I've got this iPhone recording here. I got the webcam, you're on my screen. There's all this studio going, I can click these buttons. I got notes in front of me, but I'm just, I'm literally looking you in the eyes on the, on the screen right now. I'm just talking to you. And so I think the same thing happens, like, because the more time you put in, the more, you know, that, that camera effect kind of fades away, but it definitely is intimidating the first time you're there. And there's like an SLR lens, like right in your face, like asking you about this house. Uh, so I think it just is like, it's an exposure thing. Uh, I think it, it, 110% is because you'll get to a point where you will realize that your day becomes like, if you get to a specific level, your day becomes almost a act where you have to watch what you're saying, watch what you're doing because the camera is on you all the time. Like for somebody like me, like when I'm daily vlogging, I have to make sure that everything that I'm doing is physically interesting and what I'm saying makes sense and everything is factual. Like the words that I, so a lot of the, the stuff that I put out there, like I've just given up on like the way that I put my sentences together because my brain moves so fast and I, I don't really care for it to be perfect every single time because I'm not like that in real life. So I, I don't think a lot of people realize how easy it is because there's so many cameras pointing at you already. Like you should just 
be okay with it because right. it's so easy. Like the scent, like I have a doorbell cam that every time somebody walks in, it records them. And I wanted to make a compilation of just funny like reactions from the doorbell cam. And my clients wouldn't know I was doing it. I have total rights to do it. Like there's cameras filming you every day. People can make CCTV content out of you. You're probably in a viral video already. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, Oh my God. You're so right. I, wait till those all start coming out, like all the uh, the ring cameras and the security Once the cameras. AI wants to troll us, and it can go back through the algorithm of content and be like, hey, look at you from 10 years ago when you were drunk in Toronto doing this from all these... Like, it shows different angles from all the different TV. Like, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. With all the deep fake stuff, too. Oh, man. Okay, we can't go down that rabbit hole today. We'll be here for another hour. But I want to I want to spend a little time before we wrap up today talking specifically. I, I know, you know, it, we're going to say, oh, it's just easy, right? Once you're making the content, either people are reaching out to you or you can DM them. But this is, I think, where people um, might get some value if we give one or two actual tactics on, okay, so you made a video. How does that turn into a sale? Like, give me the one, two, three. Um and I have a few ideas, but I'd love to hear even from your business. I know like, so you still have to make sales, right? You're making business and realtors are calling you to ask you for videography. So beyond just, I post and cross my fingers, what are the other steps that actually kind of monetize your content? So monetizing content, it's all the same. All, all across all platforms, across all niches on a high level that's why mr beast is such a big business it's all the same thing and once you have the audience it's super easy to duplicate and what i mean by this is in order to um convert your audience and that's the way that you should be thinking about it, is how can i convert my audience is you have to make sure that you're hyper niching your growth right from the start if you started on an account where there's 300 people following you already from all over the world and you're, you're getting random followers and you're creating content all about different things. It's going to be really hard to figure out what your audience wants. But say you went to ChatGPT at the start of the year and put together a plan saying, hey, make, make sure I make 365 video ideas all focused on talking to first time buyers on building their credit. You now know that you're going to get a bunch of questions in different formats all about first-time buyers wanting to build their credit. So now you just have to start thinking in a service-based industry like real estate, how can I productize my, my business? So like so many people um, get confused when I tell them like you have to sell a product. And I'm like, no, just think of it like a digital asset or a digital product, a digital version of your business. So what can you put together in a training format, give away for free online that will convert people into questions about a specific topic? And then if you're a good salesperson, you should be able to take the questions and convert it into um, an ongoing relationship of just engagement. And then through the engagement, you should be able to convert them either to a buy, sell, an invest, or refer but if you're not a good salesperson, you're never going to convert that person. So you need to realize, are you good at sales? If not, like how you're going to funnel it off to your team and build a system behind it and take training on how to do it. But create focused content and then create landing pages with as many automated, simplistic content types that explain what it is you sell and what it is you do without selling yourself. So you just want to educate instead of sell, educate people on what it is you do on your landing page and then on your social platforms, create 
vertical bite-sized content only about the most attractive parts about what it is you sell. And then what's going to happen is people are going to find interest in the short-form content, go to the long-form content through a podcast or through a 20 to 25-minute webinar. People are going to want to call, chat with you and then through your conversation, progress it to a point, figure out where they're at, build a timeline and put them on your timeline with a goal and work towards that goal with that one person. And like, that's how I've converted my audience in many different ways. I think people complex, um, like over confuse it. Like you can, you can start so many different businesses all at the same time. Right now I'm starting like three or four. We got agent pro going editor pro gray media, which is creator pro and then Cameron gray. And I'm it's, it sounds very hard to juggle, but the easiest part about building these businesses is I just need a platform for each of them. And traffic will come in. And the hard part is building up the operations to actually convert and actually deliver a product to those audiences. So getting the money is easy. It's actually learning how to convert and having a good service and product. So if you compare yourself with a good creative marketer who has results and has created results for other people, you just have to find a good like process for your business and create an offer, a VSL landing page funnel for that and you should convert your audience no problem through like an email drip campaign you need, you're gonna need to have all of these funnels to kind of loop people back to you yeah and Sorry i think that's that. that's very high level from a uh from kind of anybody any business owner could take that i think the nice thing about the average real estate agent is they already have their business built right they unless it's your first day on the job you know what to do when someone wants to buy sell a house or work with you as an investor and so the the value i've seen with this stuff is twofold like you're you're going to gain new followers right uh and so when that happens that's the same as meeting someone in real life like treat it that way right if someone follows your account or or likes or comments on a piece of content and you don't know them say hi right reach out to them into the dms follow their account back treat them like a real human and then the same thing if, if people are engaging with you you can go ahead and and talk to them right because they're already watching you so the, the thing is, it's not when you're making a video and putting it out to 400 people and then you come back and look and there's like 40 likes, you have full permission to DM those 40 people. And, and because they are watching you, imagine getting a DM tomorrow from one of your favorite celebrities or, or someone you just watched on TV or you just read their book and they reached out to you. You would talk to them. No problem. Right. Well, think, think and, about it this way. If you're in a small little training room, somebody was just on stage talking to you. That person didn't talk back to you. But they come up like you. You come up to them afterwards, like they're gonna feel like put on the spot because they were watching you. Like you don't have to. They don't have to engage you first. And I think that's what a lot of people forget. Is think about it in a small classroom. Like if there was forty people watching you and you walked out of the classroom and just walked away, you'd look like an idiot. Like you'd look like an asshole almost for not engaging right. the audience. Yeah. So it's you like, so you don't even have to, yeah, that's right. You don't have to wait for them to reach out or like you can, you can build all these landing pages and, and everything like that. Um, but you have to realize if people are watching your content, then you have, you can see that on the platform who, who liked, who engaged, who watched your video and you can start to follow them and, and build a relationship. Uh, the platform wants you to stay on the platform. So we don't need to necessarily drive them somewhere else. Um, like, you know, it, it can get more complicated. You can build a downloadable. You can have, uh, you know, a landing page and get them over to your CRM. But the real effect that I try to like really hammer home with people is like, this is what I felt so much in my career is that you end up at the end of the sales funnel when they do finally reach out to you. So because they've, they, I, I walked into so many appointments 
and people acted like they know me like a brother and I've never met them before because they've watched multiple YouTube videos. They've watched my tips. They've watched my market updates. They've read through my bio on my website all to find out about me. And then they reach out and call. And so you're not finding yourself in competition or having to do a lot of that um, presentation mode. You're, you're literally already hired. And so it gives this place for people to find you. And then the thing I'll add there is just like, I remember in the early days, I was, I was very opinionated on some things publicly, things like, you know, each to their own. But I was saying like, newspaper advertising is dumb, open houses are dumb. Like this is the kind of, when I was young in my career, because I was doing all web marketing, right? And like my colleagues would say, oh, aren't you going to push away um, someone who wants an open house or someone who wants, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like I am. And I'm going to attract the person who wants exactly what I'm selling. And it's a big world out there, right? So the more you put out, the more, this is the effect that I, I kind of want to leave people with is the more that the people who want you are going to hire you versus you have to be the chameleon and change your personality with every single client. This is a really tough part of our business, right? Um, if you don't have a lot of leads or you don't, you know, have a big sphere yet is you have to change and, and conform to every new sales situation. And it's hard to be a different person in front of every client. But if you put yourself out there, you build that cooking show or that fitness class, you're going to get people that, that match your personality that want to be your clients. And that's, that's what we're all going for. After 20 years in the business, you want mostly a sphere-based business, but you can use mm -hmm. social media to kind of build that. The people that already like and trust you, want you for who you are, don't care if you show up in a hoodie or, or f formally dressed, if that's your style too. I'm not saying everyone needs to wear a hoodie, but it lets you be yourself and attract like-minded customers. And that's one of the biggest hidden values that I've found over the years. Now you have to be comfortable putting yourself out there and some people aren't going to like it. And some people might not hire you because you're yourself, but they're not your people move on and find your people. Yeah, um, You have to decide if you want, if you, if you, if you like engaging with people, like if you want to be a content writer, you can be way more behind the scenes. You have to be okay with being stopped in a store and want to talk to that person for five minutes. There's so many times where I'll create a content format. It sounds like a really bad thing. And I'll get stopped and I don't want to talk to about a specific thing because it was a content type that I wasn't like proud of, if that makes sense. It's something I wasn't proud of. So like one thing I would love to just add to all of that, because I agree with you 100%, is like just start creating and putting content out there. You don't need the over, um, you don't need a funnel. You don't need all of these VSLs and all those things right away. But if you are going to stick to just creating content and putting it out there, focus it on one thing once you know what you're good at. If it's in a business, like if when, once you started focusing your content on like investing or coaching, like how much easier, like how many people asked you about that one specific topic? Oh, definitely. When, when you're, when you get clear on who you're talking to and you can keep just trying to add value to them, either through education or entertainment, it's easier when you know who your audience is versus I'm just going to try everything I'm interested in. Like you can scroll back on my social media and you can see that I used to use it a lot just to show whatever I was doing and I was interested in. But my unique set of personal interests don't match with a lot of people and they're not really business conducive. My, I like hiking in the woods, kayaking, hanging out at my cottage, uh, like sitting in nature. It's not necessarily the stuff that's going to bring me business. Um, and when I started focusing on, well, okay, who is my potential audience? Nowadays, it's, it's real estate agents. That's who I, I focus on meeting and, and helping. And so what can I create for them? It's also interesting to me, but what can I create for them versus just show them my fun life? So I think you can have a mix. Um, so it's, in it's we're interesting. Already 
I'll yeah, add one ahead. last thing in there. This is the last point that I'll make. It's interesting sure. that you say that too, because I love seeing this as like, I would say somebody who's been creating content for a long time and who's, who can audit a page very well. When I go into an influencer who has become an influencer after using it, just passively, it's really nice to be able to scroll down and see all of that like personal content because you see the personality type. You feel like you can connect with that person once you have found all of that like sales content in, in a way. When you can go back and see all of their two, three, four, five-year-old videos and see them on a different level, you see them convert and you just trust them much faster. So I think everybody should start with a mixture of everything they do because like you have to be able to put your life out there because people want to see all these different versions of you. Like being able to see those versions of you showed me like how similar in different ways we could be making it easy to engage with you, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's still value to the one of the things I like now is, you know, I do a month worth of content in a day with you. And that really leaves my space open that if I do want to just pull out the selfie cam and record what I'm thinking about right now, you know, whatever I'm wearing, wherever I am, like the other weekend, I had to drive up north because I was having a heater issue at our cottage. And I'm just like, well, I'm here alone, I might as well just spend some time and try to make a piece of content like in the cabin or, or out in the forest, right? Um, and it's also still, I still like to post the occasional selfie they, we had the kids out skiing or whatever. Um, and so I think, but it's become like a more of like a 10 to 20% and not the hundred percent of what it used to be. Um, mm. I think that's a great place to wrap up today's podcast. We want to try to keep these things uh, manageable to rewatch. I, I know you and I could probably, we talked about, we should just have this live. We should just talk all day. Uh, while we do our other work. Um, okay, so that's a wrap for today's episode of the Agent Pro Podcast. We hope you found this discussion on turning your social media content into sales helpful and informative. Don't forget, you can catch all these episodes on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. So subscribe where you like to watch. And if you're looking for even more great content, be sure to check out our Agent Pro app. It is live on the Google Play Store. We're just getting approval on the Apple Store this week. It's got all this free content, including this podcast and much more. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode filled with tips, tricks, and insights to help you succeed in the world of real estate. Until then, stay connected with us and stay informed. This is Jeff Thibodeau and my partner, Cameron Gray, signing off. Thanks a lot, Peace everyone. Out. Thank you.